What is going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Bear With Us podcast. As you can see, the threesome is no more. It is myself, Frank, joined by the homie Nas. Uh, Jack is on some daddy duty. He did have a few things that he wanted to make sure that we told you all, which we will get to. Um, but listen, y'all, we're feeling good, man. The Bears are on the rise just a tad bit. We might be sipping a little bit of Kool-Aid here. Nas, how we feeling, man? I mean, second victory Tuesday in a row. Yeah. The LFG. I know it's 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 I don't know sometimes Nas whether to be like happy because it happened or like embarrassed but they're like it's the first time they've won two games in three years this is like come on man like why are we this way but it's like the, the thing is is I I did appreciate a few weeks ago there, there was you know the, the media really likes Dan Campbell I think rightfully so but I forget what game it was that they won that the Lions won and he was like don't feel bad about wins no matter how we got there they're too hard to come by in this league and I think like even as a fan, it's like, I know we're, and we're going to do a little bit of nitpicking today. I think there's big decisions that need to happen that we have to provide context for, for people who enjoy listening to us. But at the end of the day, still be happy about your favorite team winning. Let's not be miserable the whole time. And like, I I don't see how people, you know, can't be happy here, especially because it wasn't like, it wasn't a fluky win. Like as we, you know, today and, and future episodes and in the offseason, like really dig in and like the Eberflus era and, and should he be hired or if he is fired, whatever. Like the one thing I can say is like the wins haven't been fluky. Like that that's the nice thing is that we're not being tricked here. I it's mean, like, we, we beat their ass yesterday. That, like, and, it and, wasn't like... Yeah, yeah was, and that's what I mean. And and most of the victories in his... Uh, while he's been head coach have been, it's, have been that way. It's been like, all right, like there might be a little something here. Maybe people are starting to progress here. Obviously the defense is on the rise. It wasn't like we're winning these fluky one score games and we're in the situation where it's like, well, does Eberflus still suck? But we're like a nine win team. You know what I mean? Like, so it, all, all that said, um, I mean, both sides of the ball, especially in the second half played Ooh. pretty damn well. Um, I mean, what were just some takeaways, Nas? What were you thinking as the game went on? What were you thinking as you had a chance to digest it? Like, what were some thoughts? Okay. I want to preface this with all one. Actually, I want to start this with two things. One, you've been saying it for weeks. We are not having the conversation about replacing Justin if we don't have this first pick. Yep. You were like, you've been, it's been, it couldn't ring more clear this week. And because of that, and I have not changed my mind about Justin. And as a bear and this week did lay out a scenario and a formula of how you win with Justin. Mm -hmm. If we did not have this first pick and next year was like the year where he's playing for the extension, there is a world where if he plays a clean game, the way he just did where he can win a lot of games, if he plays that way, um, so my, 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 my biggest takeaway is, man, if this guy can just not turn it over, yep. things are, we're going to be in every game. We won't get blown out if he just takes care of the football, man. And, um, the defense, the second day, I mean, the defense just looking, you want to talk about a trickle down effect. <laughs> Montez sweats impact on this team cannot be overstated. Cannot. It's helping everybody along the line, and that is helping the linebackers, and it's helping the guys on the back end. And Quani B, 17 tackles <laughs> from the back end there. Not bad. What about you? What do you, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of sentiments is you. 
doubling down on the Justin statement. That That's why I've said that. It's because you think of last year in that insane stretch that the offense had was, was really was just like him being magical for a six-game stretch. And it's like, you can't tell me if the defense just wasn't average, they don't win some of the... Obviously, you like what you had because you get the number one pick. All the, the, the butterfly effect that came from that is why we're in the position we are now. So you don't take any of it back. But there, I, I always thought there was a formula with him at, at, at quarterback. Um, and it's kind of why I've always said, like, it's not that I don't care about picks. I care about picks and they're frustrating. But I, I want I want to live and die with the quarterback. And part of that dying had come from a lot of fumbles. The, the interceptions are a little bit more acceptable to me because if you're trying to make a play... Quarterback makes a good read on you, whatever. Cool. It is what it is. Go get him next time. The fumbles are, you know, inexcusable. And the fact that he didn't turn the ball over at all, just sort of, you know, it's because he had, he's had better performances than this last year. He's had them this year, but this is a total complete game, which is why to a degree, not, not a large or, or small, it's just to a degree quarterback wins can be a little bit, uh, a little, a, a little overrated. Now you have to sort of pick the, they, they don't become overrated when you pick through and say, well, he turned them over three times this game. That's probably why they lost the game. You know what I mean? You have to go almost like win mm-hmm. win and loss by by win and loss to see like who really, um, you know, who, who, whose fault it was. But man, I, to, to your other point, Montez Sweat, man, th- th- this is, sometimes you just have to live in hindsight, unfortunately, because a part of a GM's job is, you know, Washington's, Washington's scheme isn't the exact same scheme that the Bears run same thing with with Jervon Dexter he didn't run the same he didn't play that position and he wasn't asked to do some of the things that the Bears are but they're projecting him to do something within this system so when people go well he's never had a 10 sack this and a 10 I've always saw the talent with him since he's been drafted so I was very excited about it. just to have I mean it was more or less like just to have a professional pass rusher there because we just didn't have that right now oh he's a dude like and he's, he's a guy who jumps off the screen yes. you notice him every play yep loved how we're moving him around the line like never really giving the, like giving different looks to the to the other o-line it, yeah i mean yeah now getting a hand now really seeing him in a system kind of designed around him it, it it's palpable the impact yeah. on the team play it is play. And, and, and that's my whole point is like, I know in the moment people, and I, I saw it on both sides, mostly on the negative of like, you can't give up that much and the contract. Oh my God. And then I saw it on the other end too, where it's like, he's fucking you. He's the best defensive end in the league. And it's like, let's, you know, let's relax. But uh, again, like it's hard to judge things. People want to be so reactionary and in the moment. And sure. Like I've always said, like, even if it was a little bit of an overpay, sometimes you have to overpay for talent. Like it just is what it is. We, we can yeah. get into the weeds and, and, and debate you know, who's worth it or when it's worth it or not. But like at the end of the day, that's how you acquire talent when yeah. you're not, when you don't draft it. It's, oh, that's always the case. Um, yeah. I mean, and you got, you got to pick players. Like, I mean, the Khalil Mack trade first glance, you probably are like, okay, we got top three defensive player in the league, but the Raiders are set up for the future. And then what did the Raiders do with those picks? And now that trade looks like a slam dunk. Of course we would trade for Khalil Mack in that scenario like there's no like story that you hear like, well, this guy on the Raiders, three-time pro bowler uh, acquired in the Khalil Mack trade. Those guys don't exist. You still got to pick the player. So it's like, if you get the impact guy and he's playing at this level, it's worth it every time. It really is. No, 100%. And, and um, listen, man, that touchdown run by Justin Fields, 
it's we we uh, it's not even to tout him at all. We know what he is as a runner. Uh, it's to to be expected for him to make some plays, that, you know, every single week with his legs impromptu. But what made it possible is the first round draft pick of your Chicago Bears going up against Aiden Hutchinson and absolutely owning him all fucking afternoon to a point where Nas. The reason that was made possible is because Aiden Hutchinson got so frustrated that he stopped setting the edge and he went inside. He stunted inside to get, I don't know who, uh, if he went for the guard or the center, but as soon as Justin then saw that, it, I mean, it looked like it was one read. Oh, Aiden's not there anymore. I'm gone. And it's it's all set up because of how well Darnell Wright had been doing on him all day. That was phenomenal, man. I love to see it. I mean, you really do. These you dudes. Really do. I like so, the selective running for Justin. And I don't know if we want to get into this at all now, but the selective running is where it ultimately has to go. Like being there, being wise with your choices on when to go the yep. design, the design runs up the middle. I could live without those getting him on the perimeter. If it's not there, go out of bounds or throw it. Like I don't need to see him take hits. It's definitely, and it's actually in his limited sample size, do you want to guess what Justin's average yards, rush yards per game is in his nine victories? As in, the not, in the nine wins, uh, 7.5. Oh, you're talking about yards per rush. I'm talking about per game. Oh, per, per game. game. I'm sorry. I thought you meant, I thought you said yards per rush. Um, Average yards, 68. 40. Oh. Low, much lower In the than nine I wins. It's 40 yards per game. His top eight rushing performances as a bear are all losses. Yeah, that's I think I think that's telling. Like we love the explosiveness that kind of put him on the map that we saw last year. But there's one. There's film on that now. Yep. One. He's not the days of him getting multiple 60 yard rushes for touchdowns in a season. Those <laughs> days are over. We're not seeing those again. The film is out there. So having him run that much is one, it's putting him at risk and it's actually proven to not necessarily be it's, it's proven to not be necessary to get wins. Those 40 rush yards a game. And then the average rush attempts in those wins is nine rushes. Wow. Not like not 15, not yeah. 18. Cause he, and, and I think that is right on par. If you look at like Mahomes or Allen or any of their all time performances, though, you'll, you'll, you will see that those rush numbers are not what you think they are. Um, and do you want to know what the average passing yards are per game in those wins by in the, uh, 230. 168. Oh, wow. So we think of Justin as this baller, and he actually may very well be. He might develop into that. Right now, if we're trying to win games with Justin, the game manager version of him is actually what is leading to victories. Like the explosiveness, yes, you love to be able to have it. I think it's a huge part. Like mm -hmm. it's a huge part of what makes the great quarterback special but also staying on schedule, keeping it, keeping the chains moving. This is something that Mahomes definitely showed last year. And you can still see it this year. It's just his guys aren't catching as often. It's what Tom Brady did his whole career. What Aaron has done a lot of his career, just keeping the offense in the flow, 
moving the chains and keeping time of possession. We've jumped up the time of possession ranks substantially, by the way, in these last like three to four weeks. Good. As they should have. I mean, because that's the thing that's frustrated me about Luke Getze. Forgetting the fact of the screens and some of the predictability, it's like the Bears have a really good running game. Stick to it. That not only does that allow, I mean, we we know what it does. The offensive line loves it because they get to be aggressive. But then that opens things up because what you're talking about is forget the fact that the 60 yarders are probably gone because they have filmed. The threat of it is still there, though. Defenses still have to plan for that. So now use that to your advantage as an offensive mm-hmm. coordinator and set your whole team up for success because it can be done. Um, I mean, get, getting we're just going to weave, for, for those listening, uh, we're just sort of in here talking. You know what I mean? We're, 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 there yeah. is no rhyme or reason. But getting back a little bit, uh, dude, it's I have never been more in on Ryan Poles than I am right now. The, the, his draft picks, dude, are making such an impact. Tyreek Stevenson continues to get better. Javon Dexter has seemingly been unlocked. He's been the second best defensive tackle, rookie defensive tackle behind Jalen Carter, and he's closing in on those metrics with the more reps that he gets. Montez Sweat has completely unlocked his game on the inside. Um, I know Jalen Johnson is not one, but I'd be remiss to not involve him. He needs to be paid. Like, it just point blank, uh, yeah. period. <laughs> Pay the guy. Um, Jesus, yeah. He's, he's balling. Uh, Brisker, you've already mentioned him. 17 tackles, playing in the box heavy, doing very well. And then some of these free agent signings. Uh, Edmonds is continuing to ascend. He, he's, he's, I know he started off shaky, but TJ Edwards is balling. I mean, he, it, you look at his stats and a little out of context, of course, but you look at his stats right next to Roquan's and it's the same player. Like, yeah. you know, um, so I mean, he's the way he's building this thing right now. And again, bringing up Darnell Wright again, it's, I don't see how you can't be encouraged by him. I know people killed him for the, the Claypool thing. It's indefensible. But it's like you, it's miss, also, you miss on things. That's what I was just gonna say. Some, dudes, like you're gonna yeah, miss. You, everyone misses, and, th- and that's why the reason why I've not jumped ship with him. But the only caveat being is like this is Kevin Warren's ship now. If that's his thing, I'm gonna have to rely on him. But if if we're just evaluating, it's because I do like his philosophy. I like his general philosophy. It, it reminds me a lot of early John Lynch when he got there, and he's making some boneheaded mistakes, but they stuck with them because they knew he was the guy. I, I think the same of Ryan Poles. Um, so I yeah I've I've never and the other thing is is the Eberflus you can't I mean it's if, if you're out on him Poles is a guy that hired him I get it another thing that is what it is but again it's something that I don't think has been brought up when you've been here the one thing that I always say is like at least from a fan perspective from a media perspective it is generally um, accepted that like some managers are here to just rack up losses like we're building talent and we're gonna get the next guy to come in again I don't know how blatant those conversations are as a GM to say hey look I need to tear this full thing down. Whatever guy we have in here, hopefully he's a good culture guy to make sure this locker room is together. But when I feel like we're ready to win, he's gone and in come Jim Harbaugh or in come the guy that I think can be, I mean, be what Matt Nagy was supposed to be. Like, roster's here, take him, let's win win a ring. Um, Again, I don't know how blatant those conversations are, but it's clear as day that it happens because you hear former GMs speak of things like this, former coaches, and it's like, you know, it is what it is. So... Um, I say all that to say, like, it's hard for me to even hold Matt Nagy because what if that was the case? What if that was like first guy here? Is what it is. Where if he can, if we can mm-hmm. win with them and he proves to be great, awesome. If not, we're gonna move on because I'm building. Right. I'm gonna infuse this this program with some talent. So again, I, I, I'm I'm I I don't forecast my mind being changed on Ryan Poles. I don't think there's anything else that can happen this year that makes me that would make me want to get rid of him at the end of it. No, yeah, I think he's done a good job. I think the one thing he's got to get a little savvier with is uh what he's releasing to the press 
the whole we we have to be blown away by the draft evaluate draft evaluating process of the QBs to move on from Justin is absolute horseshit. It's it's is that his, his no, it's absolutely his team trying to say this is not if you want Justin, you're gonna have to pay the price. We're not moving from this is classic yeah. posturing, but it's too it's he's done this a couple times. It's a little too obvious. It's like us, you know, be a little more calculated, will me, will you? Like, I know you're putting this out yourself. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel, I, I feel your side, but I also the other side of it too is like, you're, I also think you're building value for the number one pick. I think you're, you're, you're like building value for both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, also the the other thing we though, we can't trade this pick though. We can't, we can't. Two years in a row. I know, but but he, but we this is the thing though. Every everything has a price. It, the thinking of what they got. Let's just say the Raiders have like the third pick, fourth pick, and they say, we'll give you Max Crosby, three firsts, some seconds. I mean, that's all I'm, I'm not saying you take it. I'm just saying there's going to be some fucking offers. They're going to be very, regardless of, unless you're like so yeah, out on I Justin, mean, like dumpster juice in the trash, like we were with Mitch, there's going to be some fucking offers for Caleb Williams that are going to be very hard to say no to. Because the it, thing is, it, think it of will it, be th- hard, but I but, mean, <sighs> It's the most critical position Agreed. and you're getting a rookie deal on a pl- on what looks like a playoff ready defense to have his back. Yeah. Like a good running back tandem, a line that's developing on both Agreed. sides of the ball. Like it's just it's a little it's a little too perfect for a young quarterback to come in on. Yeah. The other thing especially one that gets rid of the ball like Caleb but okay, like, but no, and, and this isn't me refuting or pushing yeah. back. But I'm just saying, let's let's continue to to unravel. Let's explore this. What if you? Because the thing that I neglected, because I, I I'm more in line with you. If we have the number one, I think you got to right. Like yeah, unless again, unless Justin just somehow in in the next x amount of games, just like man, for sure. I just think it's a little too late for that. But um, you the one thing that I I neglected to see on the other side is you're not necessarily taking yourself out of position for a quarterback next year. You probably won't have the number one pick again, but you're going to have multiple firsts. I know the trade-up and everything, you're getting into that territory, but you're going to have multiple firsts again next year with the team that's seemingly not going to be great. I mean, I know the Texans sort of disproved that. CJ, you know, the the, the um, Cardinals thought that they were going to have another high pick, but CJ Stroud has done his thing and, and, and they're, they're winning. But you're going to have a lot of picks to play with. If you fill more holes with the draft capital you get this year and free agents... You may be able to kick it down one more. That's just the other argument. I'm not saying I necessarily agree with it, but yeah. someone did present that, and I said, you know what? I that that's I think the more responsible way to look at it. If you say, you know what, Justin, this is your you now like again, who who knows if it, it's ever said this way, but like now here's no excuse. Here is Marvin Harrison, and here is the best yeah. tackle or the best center. Like go go and really prove it. If not, you're gone. We're letting you, you obviously miss out. You miss out on trading, you know, getting any trade value from him, but. It doesn't necessarily still, take okay, us out of the future quarterback kept, thing. Let's say we kept Justin next year and he walked away and signs with another team. Do we get a compensatory for that? I don't so compensatory is isn't it based off of how much you spend versus how much you had to let go or or, or people sign out. So I get a little confused with the compensatory because there was the, the one of the bigger mistakes that polls made in year one was his signing of Pringle allowed us to not like negated a third round pick that we were going to get. Cause I forgot who, who left. I'm blanking on who, right. on who was. So it, it's, think, uh, there's like some give I, and take with it. 
I think it has something to do with a, you offering a player an amount and then taking another offer and walking away from the team. Maybe it, you're right. It's it's... Got, I think it's got something to do with that as to why you would get a compensatory pick. But because um, like at the end of the day, they, they I mean, he, um, I don't know what to dig too far in this because I don't think it, it really has any chance of happening. But if he were to be here next year and played at a certain level and we lowballed him on a deal and didn't franchise him and he chose another deal, I'm pretty confident we would get a compensatory for that. Yeah. They may. I, I, I do. I mean, it's sort of like the bird rights in the NBA. I get like my head spins when I start to try to understand exactly what, what goes on with that. I just wait till the aftermath to know like who got compensatories. But those are valuable, though, because those compensatories got uh, the Niners, Christian McCaffrey. They used, I think, like two or three of them in that deal. And th- those weren't even for uh, losing free agents. That was for um, the the equity. What, what What is the... To get more minority coaches, they... Uh, the Rooney rule. The Rooney rule, and and they they were getting compensatory picks for having a diverse diverse staff. So they were like very strategic mm-hmm. in doing that. That was yeah. So they they they've proved to be very valuable. Um, but yeah, I think I mean I we're sort of naturally gravitating towards the Justin Fields conversation again. I, I'm I'm the same as you. I, I don't think either of us are necessarily down on him, but they have the number one pick. Like it's it's tough yeah. to not have the conversation. Um, but it did make me realize that. The, the the turnovers are the biggest thing for him. It's taking that game and other games that they've won or become very close to winning thinking of last year. He didn't turn the ball over very much, like or or at all. And that's like that's been his biggest issue because there's still some throws in, and me, you, and Jack have our text that we're going, oh, that was misplaced, that was a little late. But the thing is, is if you're not turning the ball over, you can live with that. Watch yeah. Jacksonville. You're, you're, you're getting that experience with Trevor Lawrence still where it's like, ooh, that was a poorly placed ball, but he's not turning the ball over nearly as much as Justin has. So you can live with that because when, the, when it, one of the things that you said in the text, you were like, man, when it hits with Justin, it fucking hits, man. And I that's mean, the thing with, with young good. quarterbacks. I mean, look, well, he, he's also such a like gifted athlete and it looks so smooth. I know that like when he does things a certain way, it just, there's a way it looks on yep. screen that like, it's, it's kind of Michael Vickish. It's kind of Lamarish where like, year and it's uh like the way josh allen will like just flick his wrist and it will go 50 yards it, it there's just something about it when you see it and when it hits you're just like damn that looked dope i know um i mean it's really about the timing of turnovers for justin like he has been uh his this is on his own doing his percentage of interceptions in the fourth quarter is substantially high when you compare it to any contemporaries, any journeyman, anybody who's been in the league while the elite Trevor Lawrence from his draft class, Justin's thrown 14 of his 27 picks in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I'm a- and it's over 50. It's a, a third of his throws have been in the fourth and 50 over 50% of them are picks. Yeah. I'm also wondering though, I don't. I wonder if there's somewhere again, not to throw a bone, just oh, sorry, to add more context over 50% to it. Of throws. My, my bad. Can I clarify what I said? Go, go ahead. Fifty percent of his total interceptions are picks in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, I would like to know as well, though, in comparison, especially to his own draft class and, and people who are around his age and such, how much of that is him ha- like being behind in the fourth and having like ha- having to throw as much 
Because we do know there are places he needs to get better at just as a pure passer. You get what I'm saying? Like, again, not to throw a bone, but I, I would wonder if there's any adjusted yeah. thing where it's like I mean, when in situations when it's the defense knows you're throwing the ball, is he still that far behind some of these guys? That that would be interesting just to just to know. I don't know if that right. those stats are yeah. readily available. I, I, all I have all I have readily available is by quarter, and people I pulled were Mahomes, Tannehill, Cousins, and Trevor Lawrence. Um, Trevor Lawrence has over 200 more pass attempts than Justin, and has three less interceptions. Kirk Cousins, huge sample size. Yeah, he's got. For oh, for reference, Justin has 240 pass attempts in the fourth quarter, and uh, he's thrown 14 or he's thrown 14 picks with those. So and so, Trevor has 444 passes in the fourth. He's thrown 11, and I, I mean, Trevor's—they've been good this year, but overall, I would say like he like he's probably been in similar game time situations. Kirk has been up and down. Sometimes his teams are good. Sometimes they're bad. He's thrown 1400 passes in the fourth. He's got 37 picks. So for reference, that percentage is about half of what Justin yeah. is in terms yeah. of percentage. Ryan Tannehill, uh, fourth quarter. He's got 12, 1280 pass attempts. He's got 36 interceptions. Like the rate is substantially yep. lower to even average quarterbacks for Justin. Like, it's it the timing of it has not been good yep no not to, been good totally agreed and 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 that's i mean i think to to my point is like if you just if you do not turn the ball over i mean to to your point as well earlier of like maybe the game manager and it's i don't even want to call it game manager it's just like not as risky just just play within yeah. within it because that, that has been my feedback for really like a year and a half now it's like justin i like you are too talented to feel like you need to hold the ball that extra second to get that extra yard. Just give up on a play sometimes because that's when bad. That's when the worst things happen is is yeah. when he just can't give up on a play, and that's what's um, led to a lot of these fumbles, all the fumbles, and it's what's led to a lot of these fourth quarter picks. It's like, dude, like you can live for another down. If you're talking about like a hail mary, for who the fuck cares? We're, we but we know that it hasn't happened. We know what we see come these fourth quarters that you're trying to do just a little bit too much. Take what the defense gives you sometimes. Yeah. I think I, I also think, I wonder if this is what's going through Getsy's head. Maybe he knows some of these numbers or some version of the numbers that we're talking about. Right. In terms of being a little more risk averse, but like his response to that is like, let's throw a screenplay or throw like throw a quick hitch where our guy's going to make a play. And it's like, that's okay. But on, you gotta make Justin's gotta make real NFL throws. Yep. You know, like that's gotta be part of the offense. Like, great example. Will Levis last night, man. Like, the guy can throw. He can sling it, and Vrabel is not afraid to let the O corner call certain plays. Like, like, there, like, there's certain things to stay in the game that you just gotta be able to do. We're already expect we're we're not expecting to win the game. If we're gonna win the game, we gotta make these plays. And he made some throws last night, contested catches that were right on the money, right where they needed to be, with velocity. And it's just like, how often do we how often do we see Justin get put in a position where he's gotta make those throws? Yeah. Well there's a not that often. I know. And then the honest. other thing though, it's like you you even go back to the Lions game and it's like they've been talking about when you know when Justin's back, like he has his seven game audition, and it's like the uh 
the the not this past one, the one before that, and it's like you completely took the ball out of his hands in the fourth quarter. Like you can't have it both ways. If we're if we're gonna win with Justin, we need to lose with him too. Like it just it, it, it's it's like to. That was the one, the biggest thing we asked for when Mitch was here was like, just show us that he sucks. Stop trying to protect it. Yeah. But the other thing is like, I also, there, there has to be, I, I mean, I'm thinking of, I know the NFL is different, but I'm also thinking of like when I would coach, I, I didn't put, I, I didn't like tie hands. It was like, if you're going to fail, now it's on tape and we can look at it and we can actually like go over what went wrong and what do you do in this situation? Like, I think that's sort of your point as well is like, Justin, like how often do you just trust him? Even if you know in the back of him, he can't make this throw. I'm not as, as confident he can make this proper read that I, I need him to in this full. Let it happen. Let it be on film now. Let him actually study it. There's only so much you can do without actually doing it and letting him fail. And then if he yeah. doesn't fail, that's something to build upon. Like, you have to... I mean, it, 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 what it comes down to me is it's the same way I feel about the prevent defense. It, th that type of play calling and conservativeness only prevents you from winning. It's, it's never yeah. going to get you to where you want to go. Because you're going to lose anyway. You're already losing with the way that you're doing it. So why yeah. not actually go for the throw? Go for the jugular, go for the win. I think I think that kind of speaks to the lack of alignment within the franchise. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know if you remember when the Niners hired Kyle Shanahan, they gave him a six-year contract. When the Lions hired Dan Campbell, they gave him a six-year deal. They go into they go into those deals with the intention, like, yeah, we are gonna suck but we're going to get the most out of our players. We're going to develop our players. And this is going to be a six year journey where we are going to get to an elite level and we are not going to win. We're not going to worry about wins and losses early. Poles has come in and I think he has been coming in with a mindset of rebuilding the team and Fluce is trying to save his job and win games now. And though he's, the good thing for us is he kind of sucks at that. So, <laughs> but you can see it in the game plan that like, we're trying not to lose the game. We're trying to win the game. We're trying to, I'm trying to stack up wins in my coaching career. And it's like, no, we need to see Justin just fucking make these mistakes, man. Yep. And if we were really trying to develop this guy, that's what we got to see him do. And we lose the game. We lose the game, but at least we know what we got. How many times yep. have we left games wondering, well, if we just put Justin, if we just put the ball in Justin's hands there, could he have made something happen? Like, maybe, maybe not. Sometimes yeah. we don't know. And then it's like, part of me though too, Nas, with that being said, is like, that should have probably happened last year. Again, like, I, I know the way it all fell, they get the number one pick. It it worked out in a way, but maybe it, maybe it didn't. Because if Justin just proves last year that he's the guy, or or just not the guy, like, Maybe they do get C.J. Stroud, or hopefully, would, I mean, Bryce Young uh, <laughs> he hasn't been great. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I think you yeah. could have figured that out last year in, in, in these situations where, I mean, that being said, like, obviously, the what was around Justin was atrocious. You think of, like, the, the Miami game where he's rolling out on, like, 4th and 15, throws a fucking dime to EQ, who just drops, like, wide open and <laughs> yeah. just drops, like, yeah. so again, there's other things, like, well, could he have continued to build that driving at a field goal or whatever? So things like that yeah. did happen, but... Yeah, I mean, last year when you had nothing to fucking lose, that was like the real time to just go balls to the walls. Like, who fucking cares? You were probably going to lose anyway. There was no talent on the roster. Yeah, and it's just like, we're we're not thinking we're going to the playoffs. Like, I wasn't thinking we're going to the playoffs last year. It's just like, right. let the kid just sling it. At worst case scenario, we keep losing, which is what happened anyways. But it, And he throws a bunch of interceptions, whatever. But that's reps, dude. Yep. Like, like 
especially in an offense that he's not comfortable in. So it's like, who cares? Let's get the more reps we can get him, the better. Peyton Manning threw 28 interceptions his rookie year. Think anybody cares about that? Exactly. No. Like, yeah. And I'm sure Peyton's touched on it as well. Like, that helped me learn. I learned you learn through failure. Like, that's the whole thing. And that's why I mean, like, th- this year, we're certainly not going to see that anymore. They're a game back from the playoffs. I mean, they're yeah, they're not they're not gonna do. And again, that's why I feel like it, last year was the year to do stuff like that. Let him go out and be as bad as he can and build himself back up from that. Uh, and if he can't, then we know what what we have in him. But I mean, that's the one thing that you you know, it would have been perfect to do last year because oh, and this is I think it goes into one of the really the only other point that I wanted to make about Justin is like we know he has resilience. Again, like we can pick pick apart things and things he has to still get better at, but the way he's handled this situation is vastly different than any other quarterback we've ever had. And and I don't care what anyone thinks about Justin, whether they want him gone, whether they want him to stay. You have to applaud that because yeah. the locker room has stayed together. They still consider him the leader of the locker room. He's not fucking going around talking about we turned off TVs and we don't want criticism. As a matter of fact, he's saying the complete opposite. He's saying, I hear what's happening. I know. I know what's happening. Like, I, I, I hear the talk around it, and I can't control that. I can only control what I can control. I'm going to keep... That's phenomenal. And the thing is, is like, we've heard people say that and maybe perform the opposite. I truly, like, just look at the way he's continuing to play. Like, he, I truly think he means that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, the other people, I don't think people who aren't from Chicago, maybe even some people in Chicago, realize how fucking tough of a market it is to be a quarterback in in this city. And he's handled it literally better than anyone. Like, Mitch and Jay Uh, couldn't have been more different with that but they still handle it poorly in their own ways. I mean, I think it's kind of low-key slept on for Chicago media. Like, it, everything is under a microscope. There are so many outlets here. Yep. And people, like, and I think, you know, Philly gets a really big, like, has a really big reputation of, on this, and, like, so does New York. But it's just, like, it's hard to play here, man. It, yep. it takes a certain human being to be able to zone that out um and justin's justin has looked really mature looked like a leader can't i can't say enough good things about like the intangibles part of him i i think i think he's a really good kid uh, no totally agree and and honestly it's like things like that too i know people want to act like this isn't a workplace but in the scope of like him still performing well in the in the uh scenario in which he gets traded that's taken into consideration too we're already seeing problems with George Pickens uh, in, in Pittsburgh. So if that becomes more of a problem, they have to trade him. That's going to be like a six and seven swap just to take a flyer on a, on a character guy. That stuff yeah. matters in whether people like it or not. And every, I mean, we see it in the NBA too. Like these, if, when you have character issues, your, your talent will still win out and you'll get other opportunities. But in terms of how it's still going to help the team, that is going to matter. Because if, if the next team, let's say he goes to Atlanta uh, or even stays here and there's a quarterback battle. If there's a quarterback quarterback battle, wherever he goes, he's going to handle that with stride and professionalism. That means something. Versus we've seen quarterbacks in the past not want to do that or, or not partake or just totally downplay it. And that's it's been a disaster. It's not been good. I mean, you even think, like, obviously very different, but even the way Big Ben handled um, them dra- drafting Mason Rudolph, that that wasn't a good look. That wasn't that, that already caused divisiveness right then and there. Th- that locker room loved Ben. But now you're saying... <laughs> You know, you know like low key would love for him to go, and I would just be like so happy for him. I would love for him to get traded to the Rams. 
and sit yeah. behind Stafford next I know. year and just like learn that system because that play action style yep zone blocking scheme system is what I actually think Justin truly needs to be in seeing crossers using play action like and kind of and see what he can absorb from like a fucking pro that does that shit yeah but like I, I really think and I really think Justin would thrive with McVay I really do. I would just, yeah. I would be so thrilled for him to go there. I, I, would, I would, I would be, and I would root for him, man. I really would. Oh yeah. I, I, I hadn't even thought about Seattle, but I feel, I mean, um, the, the Rams, but I feel the same way about Seattle. Like I, I feel like what they did with Russ early on, really leaning on the run, really leaning on the defense and then like letting him be explosive in, in, in spurts. I mean, that's outside of the try. Like Russell took care of the ball essentially his whole career prior yeah. to the last few years. But that describes Justin. Like, I, I think they would be able to do something there too. And I mean, just Pete, him being around Pete would be awesome. Like uh, yeah. his, like Justin's personality and Pete's that fiery, like that, that would be great. I mean, but that that's the one thing that I do really enjoy is I didn't see this with Mitch. I certainly didn't see it with Jay. Fans are like, whether they're out or not, they're like, he's a good kid, man. Like that, that's like, that has been really cool to see from the Chicago fans. Cause there seems to be, it's like rooted in, this like realism of like we rooted for him early and maybe we're I'm out now, but I can't say a bad word about him. He clearly works hard. His teammates love him. He's, yeah, I, we, his, he's tough, dude. That hit he took, I thought that was gonna take him out of the game. Oh, I know. And he just got right back up. I was yeah, like, but oh dude, my God. the other thing, and we, you know, obviously we, you know, there's not much we can do about it other than complain. But how doesn't he get that call? That's absurd. It was like the first or second yeah. play of the game. Yeah, yeah, it's. There's a couple hits where one when he was actually like he was a runner and the guy led with his helmet. I was just like, don't haven't dudes been getting fined for that all year? Like, I know. That was was that the Vikings game where he was like getting whipped around and then hit helmet to helmet? Is that what you're referencing? Or was that No, no, there was like a there was a QB draw game yesterday or uh draw on uh on Sunday where he he had the ball tucked. He's considered a runner at that point. But the guy still led with his helmet and smacked him in the head and tackled him. Yeah, I mean it's been it, it has been like, nonstop. I don't think like I still think like even though he's a runner, you got to tackle with a, like a certain you got to tackle with a certain level, like a certain pad level, and lead with your shoulder. This dude just went face to face with him and smacked him to the ground. I was like I don't think that's correct. Yeah, no, it's it's been he 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 is the least protected quarterback that I can remember. Um, it's 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 absurd. I think the last thing before we maybe talk about the uh, the Browns game is, I mean, where where are you at with Matt Eberflus at this point? It's you know it. If we were totally out on him, and I don't, you know, do do these think, wins yeah do anything for I, you? They mean nothing to me. I think he has secured a a DC job somewhere next year. That's for sure. Like the t- the tape doesn't lie. The defense looks great. Right. Right. Um, the game managing is atrocious. The the overriding, like what the OC is doing, like he clearly doesn't do that. Like you gotta be in the headset and be like, all right, we're we're playing the clock game here. Like I don't want Justin throwing the ball or the opposite. Be like we we gotta maintain possession here. Like let Justin make some plays here. Make, let him make some throws here. You got you, there's no overarching like you, you don't feel his presence in every facet. And I just think that's like a huge no go for me. I think we've we're being here for a season and a half. 
he seems like a good dude. The players seem to like him, but I, I don't think, I don't think he deserves a third year. I think it's best to part ways. What about that's, you? That's still where I'm at with him, but taking away the, what we feel about it, I think he's like a win or two away from securing at least that third year. I think, and I, I think the the way that it's going to be looked at is almost like, remember when the Cubs had Ricky Renteria and things were ascending and then it was like, no, here's Joe Madden. Here's the guy that we know. I think the Bears are in a similar situation. I think only Harbaugh can replace it unless things implode, which I don't forecast seeing. This is, this the talent's coming around nice. Right. Because... The, the, the argument for it is, unless it's Jim, who you know exactly what you're getting, like there's no doubt about what Jim is going to bring as a head coach, you're really just kind of taking another chance with a coordinator at that point, unless there's like a retread out there that you like, but even then, it's like they're not... Uh, Belichick? Are we, we're in on, on Bill B? You're like his number one supporter. You're not in on that? No. <laughs> what? No, absolutely not. I mean, because what has oh he done? What, what has he done to, to help develop the offense? Well, I guess it's, I, I have to separate the two. If if he was just the coach, I'd be more in. But he wants, he has all the power in in, in New England. Is he, is he going back to being just the coach? I think he's just the coach. I think he's just the coach. He comes in here, he he inherits a defense. He's probably going to make better. Yeah. Okay, you just, I mean, hiring an OC. Yeah, no, he's gonna he's gonna sign Josh. He's gonna hire Josh McDaniels. And you know what? That's not the worst thing in the world. As an OC, I agree. As an OC, it's not that bad. I'm just saying, like, that's a possibility, and I don't hate it. Well, no, okay, but but that that still adds into my point. Like, I think unless there's a clear upgrade, you You know what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're gonna move away from Eberflus because I mean, some of the things you pointed out, the locker room is still there. And the one thing, I mean, we were texting about this, Poles, it looks like Poles was right and he wasn't blowing smoke. He truly felt, what was it, four weeks ago now, this team is closer than the general public thinks and they're starting to put it together. So it's, I guess the, the other part that we'll never know because we're not in these circles is how attractive is this job in two years, four years, five years, if they do continue to, I mean, like you, you fire, let's say he ends with six, seven wins. You, you you gave him nothing last year, so again, just throw him a bone. It is what it is. We know what we know this year. We're still frustrated, but if he wins six games, seven games, and then the next head coach, like, are, are people going to be chomping at the bit to say, well, fuck, where, where is my measuring stick? Because this guy improved, and he's done everything you asked. He is it. He was a DC. That's what he's brought here to do is, like, to fix the defense. Getsy was the offensive guy. Like, how, you know, does that diminish you being attractive to, to a degree? There's only 30-something job, 32. Like, I get it. It's still going to yeah. be attractive, but I think there's a little bit at play there as well. I I don't think you're wrong. And some coaches may be thinking that, but I just think the allure of a marquee position, like head coach for the Chicago bears. Yeah. I just don't think it negates us from getting whoever we want in a, in a, when we have this kind of building foundation going forward. That's fair too. No, I mean, it was, it was just some thoughts that I had uh, about it. I'm, I'm there with you though. I am out on Matt. I mean, if there would be a fucking way, I, I know, you know, it's insulting to, to a large degree, but if we can just make him the defensive coordinator and bring a head coach, in, <laughs> literally, literally, I know that would be uh, you know, like, it's only going to take this defense as great as it's, as it's been. 
there is a definite ceiling on this style of offense. We do. There are no frills in this defense. Did I say offense? Said, there yeah. Are no, yeah, my bad. I'm talking about the defense. There are no, like it, it's pretty cookie cutter. You get what you get. And yep. the, like, it's clear that it works when you can get pressure up front, um, which is not unlike a lot of other systems, but I, I just think this is, we play an elite stuff. We play an elite quarterback. We get diced up. I know, and that's why I that was going to be one of the the points as we even talked about this defense ascending is they still haven't like they haven't dominated a good offense. Like I know the Lions, are, but again, it's hard. To, it's a divisional opponent. It, it's I don't know how much stock you it's always different. take. It's a little different. It's a little different. So down the stretch, when you got the Browns with Joe Flacco, I mean, but you brought up a good point via text. Like he's old, but he still knows what he's doing. So I think that is some barometer of you know uh, how things are. I guess the only my only pushback to it is he is a statue like if we're able to get pressure he's not going to evade anything like that's right. you know what i mean like yeah 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 it's like uh, how, much, how much physically does he have left that right know. that yeah but i mean in between the ears he's clearly still got it he's, he's he, gonna he know can, where the ball needs to go yes it's exactly matter will he execute yep um so i mean dude on paper these are winnable fucking games nas browns oh cardinals God. falcons and the Packers is the wild card. We never play them well, or we haven't in our lifetime. So, I mean, are we are we rooting for a little playoff berth here, Nas? Win out, and do, at that point, you certainly can't I mean, fire uh, Eberflus. I, I mean, I'm rooting for it. Yeah. And I think the Cards won are playing good football. They've been playing hard all year. They have. Kyler, despite coming off the ACL, he hasn't looked awful and he's he's played he's played pretty decent uh, the browns are frisky like people are looking at the schedule like these are wins 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 it's like yeah uh, the sale like uh, we we could be disappointed this weekend like as soon as this yep. weekend like it, it could be like all those dreams Boop. yep i also uh, i and we we've we're talking about the defense the offense got a little bit to prove here too this is a good browns defense i know they've had some games where they've given up a lot but this is yeah. Getsy and Fields is like show me something here. I mean this this could be it. I'm I'm not saying necessarily is, for me and you, but let's say Fields goes Miles out tosses Garrett healthy. I know. Um, I don't. I haven't seen any any reports. Yeah, I feel like he's like if he's playing like that's enough to make me fearful that the game's gonna get wrecked. Yeah. You know, like he's that good. He's that guy. Yep. And I'll so, tell you this: they better line him up against Braxton. Because our right tackle ain't having that shit. You better line him up on the left. Uh, I, 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 I'm just. I'm just I, talking shit. I love Darnell, I dude. He's amazing. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Darnell. He's. You want to talk about? That's a hit. That's oh a yeah, hit right there. You love oh yeah. That. Um, I mean, so yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I think like let's just as Bears fans, y'all, let's let's have fun. Let's root for it. Fuck it, because yeah. like this is the perfect season to do it. If they were to right. just sneak in six, seven, see, they still have the number one pick. If things all go to shit and they're just like clearly show you against whoever they play in the first round, they're like, all right, this team, maybe they, they did a little something at the end. They're clearly not close to the Super Bowl. We got the number one pick still. Like, why? This is like the most insulated, bubble wrapped season that we can have because it didn't really matter. Yeah. Like, we can win out and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I guess your definition of fun is uh, something we could talk about because like for me, it's like, okay, like we're starting to look good, but like the last thing I want to do is look at the schedule and be like, Oh, play up playoffs. It's just like, let's just put another good game together. Oh, of course. You know, like, you know, sometimes like when like the feeling is like, Oh, we're going to walk all over these next teams. It's like, it, it kind of puts some bad juju out there. It's just like, no, nah, yep. this is like a good, like this is a good team that's been fighting hard all year too. So, um, like this is, this is not so, like, I think the spread's like three, three and a half. Like this is gonna, this team's going to fight us hard and they're giving they're the bears to points? run the ball. Uh, I think the Browns they're giving are the favored. Browns points. <laughs> Is this the first game that the Bears are favored this season? If they are favored, they there's no shot they were favored in any uh, other game. Let me look. I'm pretty sure it's the Browns. Um, bu- 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 Browns minus three. Yeah. Wow. This this so, is I think the first game that the Bears are favored. No, we're not favored. No, oh, they're, I mean, we're do- we're dogs. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you said you said minus three. I thought you said plus yeah. three. Browns minus three. So okay. Bears are yep. Bears yep, are yep, plus yep. three going in. Which pretty much is like a pick 'em because home field. Home field is the field goal, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, uh, it, it's gonna. Be, I, and I think Vegas is completely right. I think it's gonna be a low-scoring, close mm-hmm. game, and mm-hmm. maybe Justin can help those those fourth-quarter numbers out a little bit. Little game-winning drive action. Yeah. Listen, I, this is this is the game for me as it stands. Justin, show that you can continue to do what you did this last week. We don't need always. 350 yards, four touchdowns. Like, manage the game, make the right decisions. We'll live with some of the off-schedule throws or, or, or poor play. That's fine. Don't turn the ball over. This is a really good defense that will take advantage of all of your mistakes. Relax. Take what they give you. Hopefully, Getsy isn't throwing fucking 17 screens because at that point, I don't care. Like, at that point, I'm tuned out on Justin, and I'm just like, this game's over because we're, we're conceding already. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- this could be a game in which we... Start to look at him again. Whether you want to keep him or not, you need him to play well for for trade bait. But maybe he's starting to put a little something together. But I'm right there with you. That's sort of what I meant. I'm not saying let's root for win all out and, and play all. Obviously, we want that, but right. just to go game by game and let's have fun with it. Like I'm not to the point. Last year, I was actively rooting for them to lose. We need a better pick. We need to do. You know what I mean? Like this year, it's like yeah, let's have fun. Let's let's you know be a little like last week. I was that first half. I was getting a little in. I'm like fuck. Like we came like. This was the first game all year that I really felt like, all right, we win this. We might got a little something here, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. it feels good to have juice in the game. It feels good to have a little something, you know, a, a, as a fan. It it really does. Like, it, it's night one. You always, you can't take for granted, especially as a Bear fan, playing meaningful football in December. Yep. Like, it's it's been a little rare over the last 15 years. So it's just like, let's in, let's absolutely enjoy it. Root for the team. Look for them to get better and hope for the best. Totally agree. Nas, do you have a pick yet? Bears, Browns? I don't have a pick. I, I'm I'm going to take the Browns, to be honest. I am too. This is a game where I need Justin because I think it's going to be close in the fourth, whether the Bears are up or down, and I need him to put the game away. And I don't know, given the things we've talked about with the fourth quarter, again, this could be a chance for him to start turning that tide. Um but given what I know about that defense, given the way the Bears defense is played, I'm expecting a dogfight in which both quarterbacks probably have to throw in the fourth. And unfortunately, I trust Joey a tad bit more 
Maybe not a 10. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be really nice to just see, you know, pressure from the outside and Justin to just step up in the pocket I and know, just like. when he does yeah, it, it's fucking butter. It looks nah, it's, yeah, it's butter. It, really it just doesn't do it that often. I know. All right, yeah. I mean, this is gonna this is gonna be a real test because like the Browns, like us, are a great rush defense, and um, Justin's got. If we're gonna win it, Justin's gonna have to pass it. I mean, and they're right there. They're right there with us in passing as well. They're right there. So it's gonna be a grind, man. He's gonna have to make some plays if we're gonna win it. He's gonna have to do it. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm excited about it, and uh, and I'm just gonna root for my Bears. Same. And I'm almost, I almost, I, I wanted to make sure that we both said that. I know Justin doesn't listen, obviously, but like, just prove us wrong. Just fucking get just in there fucking, and do it. Yeah. Like, I want good things for him. I want to, yeah. I want to see him like grow a little bit too. Like, I want to see him make those strides. Yep. Listen, if he, if he fucking throws for like 425 and five touches, you're not stopping this Justin Fields train. I, I'm going to be less rational <laughs> the rest of the year and I'm just going all out. So you better hope he didn't ball out too much, Nas, because I'm going to be insufferable. Frank, if he throws for over 250, I'll debate getting a Justin Fields jersey for you myself, okay? Oh, come on. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take... Uh, what, what is the over-under for you? 249 and a half? Uh, let me, uh, uh, for me... No, what, just for you. I, you you said it, and I'm going over. Don't go crazy. Don't say like 500 yards, but like... Uh, what, what I think an accurate over-under for him... It's usually like 170-something, right? Yeah, it would be like 177. Like it's somewhere sitting in there. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if we win the game, he's. I would. I would hope he's over that. But as I as I've stated, in Bears victories, that has not been his trend. His trend yep. is actually below that. I so, wonder if that reflects the defense taking the ball over too in those wins because they win the turnover battle, and I would assume a lot of those wins shortening the field a little bit, letting them manage a little more. Uh, yeah, I mean. You know, fun fact, he's got 11 total touchdowns in those wins. And he's got nine turnovers. So, like, that's what I'm saying. We, pro- we probably are winning the turnover battle, but it's probably actually pretty close. Yeah. Um, he's just a fucking turnover machine, dude. Like, it's, I know that the interceptions don't bug mm-hmm. you, but, like, how often does he really push the ball upfield and then throw a pick? His picks usually look stupid. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> like, it's not the Andrew Luck. I am slinging it 60 times to keep us in the fucking game. Right, 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 right. It's like he doesn't throw it that much. And when he does, a high percentage of those throws are picks. Yeah. And they're, it's not like a deep post pick or like it, it, some of them are sloppy. No, they are. It's, it's it's the fucking fumbles that get me. I hate, cause I hated that with Jay too. It's like, dude, hang on to the fucking ball in the pocket. Just curl up, go to the floor. Hold on the ball. I know. That's the whole thing. Over. We are going to be right in the thick of this game and every yep. game. If we just don't turn it over, the defense is that good to keep us hanging around. Agreed. All right, Nas. All right, uh, buddy. Any, any last words before we get out of here? I feel like we covered it all. Yeah, I think we did. I don't, um, did, Oh, what you, what was your take on the Mahomes thing? Was that the most ridiculous story of the weekend? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. It's pure speculation on my behalf. He's still frustrated over the missed defensive uh, pass interference against Green Bay. Yeah. Kadarius Tony was off. He lined up off sides. And, and they yeah. tried to say, oh, well, he checked, he checked with the ref when he was still in motion. The ref didn't motion anything. He didn't say yeah. yes. He was still running to his spot. What is the ref supposed to say? Yeah, I think you'll be good if you, like, he doesn't know, he doesn't know where you're lined yeah. up yet. 
And not for yeah. nothing, the right tackle was also lined up a yard in the backfield. Like, he was offsides, too. You can't, yeah. that, that that's illegal. You can't do that, especially because he didn't check in to be uh, um, a receiver. Like, it's, it's yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 to a degree, get people saying, like, oh, you just can't, the refs can't make that call. But it was the correct call. Like, what are we supposed to do here? It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's the rule. Like, you, you can't, yeah. like. And like I, I saw that uh, Tony had lined up offsides like a few other times in the game. They didn't call it. It's just like okay, that's on the ref for consistency. Yes. But the rule is the rule. What, yep. Like, how far do you want them to be over offsides for the refs to have to call it? Like, it's, I know it's the line I, of scrimmage, guys. I will zone. say though, you know, I, in, in the same way that a false start deads the play, I think you have to on an offside. So what's the point of letting that play go if they line up? offside just blow it dead and and you know what i mean because yeah. I, I, it's not even like th this is exacerbated because um travis kelsey made an insane lateral play that got taken off and you're like oh my god i can't believe there was a flag there but also just in the span of player safety what what, what if someone just gets concussed on a play that shouldn't have happened like can we you don't know, you know what i'm saying like yeah, 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 that is yeah. really more of my angle is like that play is going to be blood that nothing that happens after that snap is for sure it's a wasted sure. play why are we like letting a false start just call it that's what I mean. That that's what I think needs 100%. to happen in those because then you don't. I, I think that's the biggest. If what if Kelsey just drops the ball? Oh also, well. Oops. Like, like you know, you know what Tony's gonna do if he gets called if that gets called on him like twice, like it's gonna fix what the real problem with the Chiefs is, which is undisciplined play by young receivers. Yep. Who can't catch. And, and but you know what though, you know we won't explore it today. I know me and a lot of other people included. Saying it's Matt Nagy's fault, and it very well could be. But there's a particular somebody who's no longer there anymore, and this offense isn't looking good without him. Eric B. might have had might have had some fucking uh, sauce uh, in there. You know, I'm just saying if Eric B. came to the Bears to help Justin or to help Caleb just throw the ball around the yard, I mean, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. What? I mean, shit. I, again, I, I know you know people laugh at Sam Howell, and I, I'm included, but he's looked more than competent for a good part of of year he looks he look he may not be ever a top 10 but he looks like a starter in this league at least the back end one and that's valuable for because he's not i don't think the most physically talented dude in the league like not even close like eric b has to you know share some success there i i could not agree more um so, i mean he's made sam hell look like someone you can somewhat depend like you want to talk about like how many how there's no backups around the league He's at least proven Sam Howe could be your QB's backup, if not a starter. He's Gardner Minshew. Is, like, is he not? I don't know. No one can be Minshew for me. Well, no, so, I know so what you mean. He so has the allure. Swag, he so ha that's what I mean. He has the allure to him. But I just mean like, and he's in that range of like. Yeah. Yeah, I think he really could be. You put a good team around him. You could at like, there's a, oh yeah, we could put that guy in. He could maybe spot start for us and win a couple games. Like, yep. 100%. And. Like you got to give that credit to be enemy. He's he's put yeah. him in that position. No, for sure. And but it's also there's a thing with like Minshew, Howell. It's gonna be fun along the. It's gonna be a roller coaster. But it's goddamn it, it's gonna be worth the ride because win, lose, draw. It's gonna be a fun fucking watch. Yeah, hundred like percent entertaining 100%. style of football. Um. All right, Nas. Thanks for joining, right, man. Buddy. Um. Go fucking Bears. Let's just do it. Let's just fucking reel it off and make the playoffs. We need the Ditka sound bite. Go Bears! Oh, I, 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 I can get that. I, I have, I have a few sounds, and I need, to, I need to get it updated. Most of them, mine and Jack's favorite sports movie is, um, uh, what is the Wolf Ferrell, the, the Tropic Thunder's, the fucking, uh, 
semi-pro. So yeah, a lot yeah, of them yeah. are, a lot of them are that. That's why I always end it with this. Everybody love everybody! Can you hear that? I did not hear that. Oh, okay. Only I guess only I can hear it. But it's the everybody <laughs> love everybody drop. Oh, um, okay. I have to route it so you guys can hear it too. Why the hell? Oh, well. Um, all right, Nas. Let's get right, out buddy. of here. Let's root on Take our bears. And if they lose, it's just going to be another... Like This was a calmer... There's not a vent I'm... session. But next <laughs> yeah, week, maybe no, yeah. another vent session. We, we shall see. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you. All right. Later, Nas. Later, everybody.